Welcome to Hearts of Caregiving, Nurturing the Souls of Caregivers. This podcast focuses on supporting and empowering caregivers who selfishly dedicate their time and energy caring for others. Whether you're a professional caregiver or supporting a loved one, we offer a sanctuary for inspiration, self-care tips, and a reminder that you're not alone on your journey. Hosted by Velda Brennison, Janine Marbury Bryant, and Mary C. Hartfield. Tune in every Wednesday as we explore the profound impact of caregiving and discover the power of nurturing your own heart along the way. Hello, welcome to Hearts of Caregiving. Excited to have everyone here. Today, we're talking about balancing emotional well-being with providing care. So today, um, this is one of your co-hosts, Mary C. Hartfield. The other hosts are out dealing with life issues that are going on in their lives. So I'm here putting on, I'm a certified self-care coach. So I'm putting on that hat, hat today when we talk about balancing emotional well-being while providing care. Um, Part of this is that, um, you know, as a caregiver, I know I do, um, There, it pulls on emotional toll in your life. You know, you have that stress, um, you may have the guilt, or you may have even burnout. Um, so we're going to talk about that and also recognize addressing a caregiver's emotions. We're going to talk about that, the different emotions that you may go through. And then we're going to also talk about strategies for maintaining emotional health. So part of it is um, self-awareness and acknowledgement. We need to recognize your feelings, first of all. You know, a lot of people is like, oh, you know, they have problems. I don't have a right to recognize what I'm going through. But you need to understand that it's normal to experience a range of emotions as a caregiver. And what you need to start out doing first is acknowledge feelings like stress, frustration, or sadness. That's why earlier in some of the other episodes, we talk about keeping a journal. Part of that journal is for you can write those things down. A lot of times people don't want to voice them out loud because a lot of times you don't have anyone to voice that out loud to because you're busy taking care of someone. So part of it is I want you to start recognizing your feelings, you know, um, write down your emotions of what's going on every single day. I know we're talking about putting together a caregiver journal. We're working on that, you know, but I want you to write down feelings. If you're feeling stressed out on the day, write it down. How are you feeling stressed? And then also ask yourself the question, why are you feeling stressed? If you're frustrated, you know, I'm frustrated today. This is the reason I feel that I am frustrated. Or maybe it's a day that you wake up and you're feeling sadness. I know, um, as I've said before, I lost my husband um, in two thousand in a 2019. And some days when I wake up and I have him on mine, um, I'm a little sad a little bit. So write that down. Why are you sad? Why are you feeling that way? And then part of it, part of it is always reflect regularly. Regularly reflect on your emotional state. 
And journaling can really help with that. I know I was on my devotional call this morning and she took us through some prompts to help us write down, you know, we talk about what had what 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 you put if you put down tomorrow, what happened yesterday. And then you talk about your future, even today, write down what's going on. But part of it is reflecting your emotional state. How am I doing today? And you can look at a, a certain apps. They have those smiley faces on there. You know, maybe write down a smiley face. And this is what I'm feeling today. So there are apps that can help you with that. But also you can do that too by journaling. And then also remember to establish boundaries. Okay, when I talk about establishing boundaries, you know, you have to set limits. You have to know and communicate your limits clearly to avoid overextending yourself. That means with your friends, family, everyone, you need to set limits. And what I mean by that is, you know, a lot of times if someone's coming over and say, oh, I'm calling, I'm running over. You know, if you know right now that your person you're caring for is laying down, they're resting, that's a good time for you to rest. So maybe say, you know, this is not a good time right now. Um, maybe later on and tell them this is a time that I have available for you. So what you're doing there is you're setting limits clearly to make sure you're not overstanding yourself. You know, it's just like a newborn mama. I was always told when that baby is laying down resting, you should be laying down resting. So it's also as you're taking care of someone else, lay down and rest. Even that's relaxing, sitting back and reading a book. You know, some days I'm you know, what are you doing? I'm just relaxing. As a person I'm taking care of, my mom is relaxing. I sometimes relax. I may have other work to do, but I may say, you know what, this is probably a good time to relax. So I take that time to relax. You know, I think other countries, um, I don't know if Mexico is one, they have these 15 minute siestas they do every day or these siestas they do. And that's where they just relax and a rest. And that's what you need to do as a caregiver, have time. And what is important is what I do is I put it on my calendar. I put it on my calendar. I block my calendar a lot with a lot of things. So, oh, I'm going to read a book. I'll actually put that time down that I'm reading a book. So that means if someone calls me and say, hey, what you doing? Or are you available? I can look at my calendar and it may see, say reading a book, but I said, no, I'm not available. I have something on my calendar. You don't have to t- explain what you have on your calendar. You just say, no, this is not a good time. And then you can also tell them what time is. And then also as a self-care coach, one of the main things we talk about is saying no. Learn how to say no. You know, as I just said, it's okay to decline a request. Um, you know, part of it, or if people want you to do tasks that really beyond your capacity, it's okay to say no, or if people want to bring on outside responsibilities to you that doesn't fall in what you do as a caregiver. It is okay to say no. And I always talk about no is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain anymore. You can just say no. That's why, like I said, I block my calendar. A lot of times people may call me, hey, you want to do now? If I want to do it, I'm going to go ahead and do it if it's nothing serious appointment on my calendar. But yeah, if this one that I said, no, I need to do what's on my calendar, then you are able to say to that person, no, um, I'm not able to do that today. Or just say no. If they ask you a question, just say no. And it's okay. 
Part of that is an exercise to help you. If you're not comfortable saying no, get in front of a mirror and just say no. And then do no with not a frown, you know, check out your face. What does it look like when you say no? You know, do you have a smile on your face or you have an angry look or just saying no? And you can say no with a smile. Practice that no. No. And you have that smile. Your eyes are still bright and friendly to the other person. And that also makes them feel good. And they and if they say why, just say, no, I not at this time. You know, it's kind of like a caller. Think about when you have someone calling, oh, we're from the Sheriff's Fund and we want to get some of your money. You know, you say no. And then you also, you say, no, I'm not interested. Please take me off the list. That's like that. Just say no. Just say no is okay. You know, another thing is that's a good self-care practice is, is we talk about again is regular exercise. We need to engage in physical activities that you enjoy, that you and maybe the person you're caring for enjoy, but regular physical activity. And that's something that you should put in your calendar. You know, we're going to do 15 minutes here. I know I have an Apple Watch. You know, Apple Watch has those rings. I'm also part of um, Apple Fitness Plus. So sometimes my ring would tell me, okay, you just have 15 more minutes, 15 more minutes. And then you will be able to um, reach your goal and you can close your ring. So I would, when I was with my grandson, I say, hey, come on, we got to do this really quick. In 15 minutes, we'll go to Apple Fitness and we'll pull out a 15 minute activity that I can do. And then I'll do it and I finish my ring. And I'll just be so excited about the excitement of finishing my ring for the day. But that's you can use different things. They have Fitbit other ways that you can track and how that would track you on how you can do physical activity. And also I find out that if I exercise in some way, it's um it's a stress re- reliever. And it's been proven that exercise and help you re- relieve stress. So that may help you when you feel stressed sometimes to do some exercise. And part of it doesn't have to do much. There's a lot of chair exercise they do. And what I like about Afro Fitness They'll show people in the room that, okay, maybe if you can't do as much, they'll show you have a person in there, like maybe they'll be sitting in the chair doing it, or maybe they lay down, they don't do it as as how you truly need to do it. Um, But you, they have ways everybody, every single level can do it. So that's another way. And then also think about healthy eating. That's part of self-care practice is healthy eating. You know, maintain a balance of diet supports your physical and mental health. You know, may, every now and then, it's like me. Um, I'm a diabetic, so I can't eat everything. Sugar is one of them. My mom made a banana pudding. It's just like, Mary, have some banana pudding. I had to say no. Number one, bananas have a lot of sugar. And also, she commented about, oh, it's so sweet. So there, I'm not even going to take a bite of it as much as I want to, because my mother makes the greatest banana pudding. And then also I have my sister, Beverly, she makes great banana pudding. So, you know, it's tempting, but yet you have to maintain your balanced diet, support your physical needs. Okay. So physically, my support, my physical needs is that I got to take care of not having any sugar in my life. 
So those are things healthy even helps at and find out. If you don't know what do you need to help that, there's so many different cookbooks out there that can help you with that. And what's nice about Pinterest, you're going to get free information, free cookbooks information. If you don't know how to balance or plan a healthy eating, um, go to our website, um, Facebook page, and it will tell you about some tips that we give you that they have free courses on that that can help you as a caregiver and also the person you're caring for. And then make sure you have adequate sleep. You make sure your prioritize getting enough sleep to recharge your body and mind. I am one that eight o'clock comes and I'm like, my bedtime is eight o'clock. Everybody go, what do you mean your bedtime is eight o'clock? My bedtime is eight o'clock. And I'm actually going up, preparing for bed at eight o'clock. Usually I try to, you know, there's some days it's not I get caught up in something or having a conversation, but eight o'clock knows um, that's the time. So I'm getting prepared for bed. And guess what? I'm not actually going to sleep all the way. But what I'm doing is I'm reading that book, which helps me go to sleep, um, start to relax, or I may watch something relaxing on television. But part of it, I am in my bed and I am relaxed and I may be sitting up reading a book or maybe I'm reading my Bible, but I'm relaxed. And so and then usually because of that, I didn't wait to get riled up with some show or some other activity. Then usually about 10 o'clock, I'm sleeping in bed no later than 11 o'clock. It used to be because I didn't do that and set up a routine that I was staying up to one o'clock in the morning and getting back up because I'm an early riser and getting up at six o'clock. You're not getting enough sleep. So make sure you put a priority. Make sure too that, you know, a lot of people say, well, I don't need eight or 10 hours to find out what type of sleep you need. And I noticed too, um, I went back to Detroit for the holidays. I noticed here, where I was caring for someone that I was getting around six hours of sleep. But then when I was back home, I was getting 10 hours of sleep. So I was getting the adequate rest that I needed. So just make sure you get adequate sleep that you need. And then let's talk about some mindfulness and relaxation techniques. You know, first of all, meditation and deep breathing. Um, practice mindfulness meditation or deep breathing exercise, reduce stress and anxiety. Part of that is just sitting up in your chair. And I know that we do in the morning that uh, when we're in our Bible study, that sometimes we'll do breathe, deep breathing exercise. It's just like you sit and say, okay, breathe in, hold it, okay, release. You know, so you bring it in, relax, release it. And sometimes you can hold it. It makes you feel good. It clears your mind, okay? And then some of that meditation. What are you meditating? Talking about mindfulness meditation. What are you meditating on? I get up in the morning and I do the Lord's Prayer. Um, I'm at it. We, I was at another caregiving group from our church and our leader. She suggested Psalms 23 as a caregiver. And so I read it in the Passion Translation. And it really just gave me some good meditation and relief. So I'm adding that, that I'm going to also say out loud in the morning and just meditate on those scriptures right there. So figure out what do you want to meditate on? You know, practice deep breathing. And what's nice about it, if you go online, one of the things I like about, I have that fitness, Apple Fitness Plus app, it has meditation exercise where it has you, help you with your breathing. 
And breathing um, has a lot of effects, you know, pull that up and exercises. And I'll find some tools that I can put on our Facebook page for you to use. And then also don't forget about those hobbies that help you to relax. You know, enjoy those activities that you enjoy. Um, You know, reading is one that is relaxing to me. Uh, I could read for hours. I could just read every single day. And most of the time when I go on vacation, I'm going to be reading some of the time. I'm going to be sitting up reading a different book. I love books. Um, I set goals for myself to read every year. Um, I usually do one book a week, 52 books. One year I ran, I think it was during COVID, I think 2020, I read over 92 books that whole year from reading. So I can just sit up and read. It's okay. Um, I don't have to have television all the time. I like it, but I need, I'm learning that I need to reduce it to help me to relax more. And then gardening is another thing. I know my sister, she loves the gardening. She has a nice um, garden. I know that my daughter loves, she loves the garden. She has a nice garden. So that's part of relax and go out. And what's nice about it is, you can start guarding inside your house. So pull up that, go to Pinterest and pull up, okay, indoor gardens. How can you do indoor gardens and tell you about which plants will work out good for you in indoor gardening. And then also crafting. Um, my sister is a huge crafter. My daughter is very crafty and creative. And then, so she has a whole crafting room. I'm one of these where I get creative. I love pens. So I really have a lot of pens and markers and I have those notebooks that is just clear pages for sketching. I have a lot of those. So when I come up ideals, I love to pull out pens and just sketch. And I like to have a lot of color around me. So you'll see that in my office, I have a lot of pens and coloring, but it's just Crafting sometime because I um, always say that P word being patient about it. But part of that helps. Uh, my son, he just started picking up sewing. He's I think he's going to be 37 this year or he is 37 years old. But he picked up sewing and that's relaxing for him. Um, he loves it. It's amazing. He's made his wife and daughter skirts. He made his daughter. His first project was his daughter a coat. Christmas time, he made his um, a little pouch bag with things on it for his team members that he worked with. But that's picking up a hobby and then find out your hobby of you as a caregiver. But what is a hobby that the person you're taking care of can do that they like to do? I want to be one of my hobbies, too, in my love language is cooking. I love to cook for people. So part of it, my relaxes, getting up and cooking a great meal and people enjoying it. So find out what is it that you can pick up and enjoy a new hobby. And then think about that social support. You know, seek support, connect with friends, family or caregiver support groups where you can share experiences and feelings. You know, find out who is that person. You know, I have a person. Um, I joined the church, my church um, caregiving groups, small groups. So there's a support right there. They have women that we can talk about. We call each other and we can talk to each other. And what's nice about it, you're talking to somebody that's going through the same experience that you're going. They may have the same feelings that you may have. So find out where's that support group that you can have. And one of my notices excuse me, online is some of the resources that we put at our Facebook page. There are some support groups that you can have, especially maybe you're dealing with somebody that has dementia. 
I'm having a girl that's coming on that talk about how she is a caregiver, care for someone with dementia and the tips that she's going to give you. That'll be happening soon. So think about it. Where can you find that? And then also, it's okay to seek professional help. You know, you can seek counseling or therapy if you feel a little bit overwhelmed. It's okay. I know that upcoming in February, uh, we're going to have a counselor therapy come on and she's going to talk about some of the things that you can do to help support you um, as you're feeling overwhelmed or how you may be feeling caring for other, you know, and then talking about, um, you know, I've talked about that. I am a Christian. I believe um, in Jesus Christ, um, whatever you may be. But part of it, um, when you talk about spiritual wellness, prayer reflection, you know, as a believer, prayer and spiritual reflection can provide comfort and strength to you. I know this month our church did 21 days of fast and praying, and it has really brought a comfort to me to take that time. The fasting part, I um, I fasted social media. And that, I mean, it's huge. Um, but yet it was okay. Because I had already kind of like downsized how often I was on social media. But part of it, we don't realize how much relaxing that can be and what that take out. Because when you go on the social media, you start getting caught up in what's going on on social media in people's life. But maybe that prayer reflection and then also scripture reading, you know, on regular reading of scriptures can help. Um, I use the King James Bible and then I, you know, the Passion Translation is one of my other favorite translation, but it can help you offer guidance and peace to you. And then also um, part of it is we are going to have a part two on this that are going to come up that we're going to talk about time management, um, about education, knowledge, positive thinking and gratitude and respite care. We're going to talk about that and we're going to bring in guest speakers about that and then Talk, we're going to talk about having those inspirational moments that can have. I'm going to have my sister has being the moment a website. So I'm going to bring her on and talk about those inspirational moments and how you can capture those and how you can stay being in the moment. So thank you for listening. Once again, um, this is really a part that I love, especially being a self-care coach. I really love talking about self-care and how others and talking to other people about it. So please remember to take on and do some of these self-care. You can go to our website. Remember, join our Facebook page at, at Hearts of Caregiving. And then also our, our website is heartsofcaregiving.org, heartsofcaregiving.org. And you can find different things. And then also, also talk to us. You know, talk to us what you like to hear or what are some of the things that you need. So look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for listening to us and have a great day. Thank you for listening to Hearts of Caregiving. You can find us on our Facebook page, Hearts of Caregiving. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share. Until next time, take care.